This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello and welcome to the Farm Traveler Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Williams. On this episode, I'll be chatting with Bonnie Johnson, who is the Marketing and Communications Coordinator at AgCareers. Bonnie and I will discuss the career opportunities available in agriculture and the food industry and how it's much more diverse than just jobs in production agriculture. Bonnie will explain how the job boards work on their website for both job seekers and companies looking to hire, as well as career and education profiles they have on the website that detail out required education and experiences. We'll also talk about some tips when building a resume and how you should focus on including keywords and action verbs, as well as using professional emails. And lastly, Bonnie will share some details on how the job market has changed post-pandemic, including a rise in remote jobs and salary transparency. This is a great episode for anybody exploring careers in agriculture, whether you're a student or in the market for a new job. When the show's over, check out agcareers.com and our other links in the episode description. If you're new here, consider subscribing on your favorite podcast player and maybe even leaving a review if you enjoyed the episode. Reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify always helps us grow higher in the podcast charts. So thank you so much for subscribing and for leaving a review. Now please enjoy episode 212 with Bonnie Johnson. All right. Well, Bonnie, thank you so much for being on the Farm Traveler podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you are from agcareers.com. And like I mentioned earlier, thank you so much for sponsoring us for the next couple of months. Um, But give us the lowdown, like real quickly, like what is agcareers.com? Yeah. So agcareers.com, we are an online job board uh, for the agriculture and food industry and also human resources service provider. So we... um, provide an opportunity for employers uh, to post their jobs and connect with job seekers really across the across the country and across the world that are interested in careers in agriculture. 
And then we provide a way for job seekers and candidates to find find a job in the agriculture and food industry. And all of those services for job seekers are free. Nice. So how exactly did you get involved with ag careers? Like what, what's your background and how did yeah. you wind up there? So I uh, actually, uh, so I'm the marketing and communications manager for agcareers.com. I have been here for 13 years, uh, just just hit that cool. anniversary. Um, I My background is in marketing for, um, in, in different organizations, marketing and communications. Uh, but I actually grew up in North, Northeast Iowa, rural Northeast oh, okay. Iowa on a farm. Uh, and so had had that strong background and connection um, and I'm, I'm married to an ag engineer and, um, my dad is still farming with my husband as well. So, oh, that's awesome. Okay. So we might geek out a little bit because my wife is a mechanical engineer. And so uh-huh. it's always fun to share stories about, you know, like being married to an engineer and how analytical they are. So that's funny. Small world. Yeah, d- definitely a different brain than how mine works. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Allie, she's always like methodically thinking things out and I'm just like fly by the seat of my pants. And then she's like, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C. So it's very funny how opposites attract. I mean, do y'all have any funny stories like that? Uh, yeah, I would say, oh, there's a lot of, a lot of funny stories, <laughs> but it kind of goes, it kind of goes back to, to where my brain works when I was, uh, when I started off in college, I started off in, in broadcast journalism. Oh, cool. And okay. That was a long time ago, but <laughs> at that point, it, things were more mechanical, definitely. So we were doing radio production and splicing the actual tape uh, and trying to edit it with, and, you know, those technological things were just not quite my cup of tea. <laughs> and I, I don't even want to say technology, more like the uh, the mechanics behind things um, at were not really what I was highly skilled at. Mm. Uh, So um, changed my major a little bit (laughs) after that, but I still enjoy that part of it. And I think today with the technology that we have now, uh, that whole aspect would be much more efficient. And I think you you probably know that from being in the podcast world too. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. So I I graduated from the University of Florida and I did agriculture education and communication, but I did the teaching route and not the communication route. And like when I look back at it, the communication route they were learning about podcasting, videoing, and all that stuff. And that's literally what I do for the podcast. And I was like, like I, I taught for two years, but I always think about you know what if I went back and did that? I might have honed these skills just a little bit more, but. But yeah, it, it's so funny. Um, and before I forget, I wanted to ask you about the broadcasting thing. Like, do they teach broadcasting voice in college? Because I've always thought about that. Because when I was a state officer, we had a state officer voice with FFA. And uh, I think it's very similar to broadcasting voice. So is that something that they taught or no? Well, I probably didn't stick around long enough okay. for them to teach me that voice. They did tell us, I, I know initially though, so I was in college in um, Iowa, Northeast Iowa too, at the University of Northern Iowa is where I started. And they said uh, that news stations and radio are also always looking for people from the Midwest because there's not a distinct accent necessarily. Now, some mm. people could argue about that, but that's kind of what we were told to give us a little bit of an incentive um, and something to look forward to. 
<laughs> That's funny because anytime I interview somebody from the upper Midwest, yeah. you usually hear agriculture or eggs instead of eggs and agriculture. Like I love hearing that distinction between the different pronunciations of it. I think that's super fun. Like, yeah, I'm in agriculture. <laughs> and, eggs, eggs. Well, that's included too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I never experienced that till I went to the National FFA convention um, years and years ago. And then you really got to see it. It was so funny. So can you kind of give me like a breakdown? Like how is the agriculture career market going on like right now? I, I know jobs are, there's what, like 4 million jobs available. Like what's the breakdown looking like in terms of like agriculture careers across the United States? Yeah. So I, I would say um, agcareers.com, you know, we really started uh, in the early 2000s where there was a, a boom of online job boards uh, mm -hmm. kind of started at that time. And uh, recognize the need to kind of refine and, and uh, recruitment practices in the agricultural industry. So our original business was launched in 2001. And really the goal was to raise that bar on, on recruitment practices and then build the pipeline of talent to the industry. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what we've been, what we've been doing right now. Um, we definitely are on a, a a stage of uh, where it's a job seeker focused market. Um, oh, it yeah. may be turning a little bit the other way, um, but job seekers definitely had had the upper hand in terms of negotiating um, and uh, availability of, of positions. Um, we still did have a, a strong, strong hiring numbers. We had uh, last year, if we looked at there were it's over 62,000 jobs posted on agcareers.com. And those are um, across the country, across, across North America and across the world. Um, but our strongest is uh, really here uh, in the U.S. Um, and positions are a wide variety. I think there's mm. uh, often a stereotype in agriculture in terms of what type of position you can find. Um, but really on our site, it is anything from a ranch hand to an engineer to a, a digital marketer. Um, there's a wide variety of, of positions that you can find in agriculture and food. Yeah, that's something I really wanted to talk kind of at depth at um, for this interview. Like when you think of careers in agriculture, you just think, you know, production agriculture, like you're just going to work on a farm. But there's so much more. I mean, even just looking at y'all's website. You've got things like seed marketers, seed salesmen. You've got so much stuff. And even, and we can talk about this a little bit, whenever you talk about like careers in the food industry, like what exactly does that entail? Yeah, so the, the food industry, uh, we see a variety of that. And we like to think about it like food and agriculture. It's it's definitely mm -hmm. tied in. Um, when someone has is talking about agriculture or there's not a place for me, well, well, do you eat? Yes, we all right, do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, but food careers, uh, there's a variety of things that we can see. Um, food technologists, uh, there's opportunities in product development, quality assurance, uh, packaging, how food is packaged and en packaging engineers. Um, there's also flavor technologists. And I, I guess that kind of leads into another thing I wanted to touch on was our the career profiles on agcareers.com. Mm. So there's actually a food science pathway on the career profiles that that highlights some of those food careers. 
Um, but looking broader, there are over 300 uh, different careers that are profiled on our site. Uh, and if you look at them, each, each of the profiles gives you or the reader um, a broader look at what you would be doing in that particular job, the responsibilities, what kind of education you would need, um, what the job market's like professional organizations you may want to join, and then importantly, a link to a job as well. So it's also, it's a good resource for people who are interested in checking out the variety and breadth of careers in the industry, but also a good resource for uh, someone who might be hiring uh, employees to look at the job descriptions and such for each of those roles. Yeah, that also seems like a great thing for, you know, prospective students that are either going into college and they're thinking about careers in agriculture, because, I mean, you could do so much stuff like a food technologist, you can be an engineer, like your husband, you can be um, a biologist, like so much stuff, so many careers are available in agriculture. So that's cool that you have the profiles available too, that people can kind of dive in and learn more about, you know, what those jobs are actually. Yes, and we have uh, a lot of uh, educators that use them in their classroom, especially in high school. Mm. Uh, as they explore career career options and um, FFA advisors and such like that. We also have education profiles. So mm. it's similar to career profiles, but it's looking at a particular major or discipline. So okay. if, you're, if you're a student and you're interested in, let's say, um, biochemistry, uh, you can look at the education profile and find out uh, what type of level of degree you would need, what type of um, major that would be, what kind of jobs you could get with that degree. So it's another mm-hmm. option for people to look at. That's awesome. Now, have y'all seen growth when it comes to the ever-increasing agri, um, agri-technology careers? I'm thinking things like AI or um, different technologies. Like we've had them on the show, Carbon Robotics. They have like lasers that basically destroy weeds. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen a growth towards those kind of careers? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say anything with technology in the job title, in the description, uh, technology in terms of computers, IT, software, software programmers, software developers, uh, those have really picked up. Um, We had precision agriculture was one of our career Mm. types for years, and we saw strong hiring numbers. That's kind of morphed a little bit into the ag technology, uh, kind of a renaming of ag technology, uh, but we've seen tremendous growth in that and only continuing to grow. Uh, that's one that that we see strong growth in. Um, beyond the technology, we also see uh, a lot in terms of sustainability. So, um, and tying those two together is is even even better. So. There's a lot of positions that are embracing technology and then also the sustainability or the environmental uh, factor. I gotcha. Um, that's really cool. And when it comes to, I don't know, when it comes to those companies that are trying to find um, workers, like what's that whole process like for them whenever they are posting a job and all that stuff on agcareers.com? Yeah, so it's it's pretty simple. Um, as an online platform, uh, you you really can do it all on on our site. I uh, just go in and log in, create an employer profile. It's kind of the same process for employers as it is for candidates or job seekers. Is you mm-hmm. set up your account, you can set up an employer account or a candidate account, uh, and then we do have uh, account managers that can help walk 
uh, employers through that process. So if they need some some help in um, getting their position posted, they can help them with that. Otherwise, uh, some people, some users are, are pretty self-sufficient in that it will walk you through the process, log in, post your job. Um, the resumes and applications will come directly to that employer that's doing the hiring. So we're not doing any of, of the recruitment or or um, filtering through those. We're getting them directly to to the employer that's hiring. And so they can look through and see what they have um, and reach out to those clients directly, set up interviews um, just like they would a, a typical hiring process. Uh, another thing that employers also receive when they post a job on agcareers.com is they receive access to our resume database. Hmm, okay. So in, um, job seekers, when they set up their account, it's free for them, uh, but they can post their resume to our database. And that uh, all employers then, when they post a job, they have access to that resume database and they can go in and search. So let's say you post a job for a ranch hand, um, but you don't want to wait for people to apply. You can go log in and look for uh, ranch hand Montana uh, and, and search for people that might be a good fit for you and reach mm-hmm. out to them directly too. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm glad that you brought up resumes because I really want to talk about that. Um, on that database, is it looking for keywords on that resume where it's like, I don't know, five years experience, they worked with this kind of livestock or they've worked with this sort of technology that's listed on their um, resume. So is that database kind of pulling for those keywords a little bit? It is. Um, okay. It actually will, uh, when the person inputs it, they can select like their years of experience, their um, location, if they're willing to relocate. Uh, and various things like that, it will also search through for keywords too. So um, like if you are very specific in that you want someone who's worked with uh, beef cattle or a particular breed or worked with flying drones, I'm going all over the place (laughs) here, but uh, you can put in those specific keyword searches. You can also look if if you want someone who has 10 years of experience, uh, people can search by that as well. Gotcha. And I know, so in high school, we're always taught to make a resume like a certain way, but I've seen so many people in different industries have different types of career or different types of, of different types of resumes. For example, a friend of mine, he works in Hollywood. He's trying to become a film director and he's worked on all this stuff. And he showed me his resume one time. The resume is just the shows he's worked on and who he's worked with. Like, it's not about his experiences his background and all that stuff. He's like, this is how our resumes look. And I'm like, that's wild, like wildly different from like my teaching and educational resume. Like it's all about, you know, what certificates we've gotten, what our teaching background is and stuff like that. So how are our agriculture and food industry jobs kind of, are those resumes going to be built a little bit differently than, you know, I guess like an educational resume? I, I don't think so. Um, what we've seen, I, I would say, the resumes in our industry are probably not very similar to what your friend had, mm-hmm. um, but very similar to what educators are, are teaching you and, and probably general general business structure, I would say. Um, and w- there's definitely some differences between student resumes versus experienced professionals. Uh, I, I like to see them in reverse chrono- chronological order. So what's happened most recent is at the top. Um, we've kind of seen people step away from the old objective statement at the top 
and oh, yeah. go more mm-hmm. so with like a skill table or, or skills or qualifications Ooh. at the at the top. Um, yeah, and then really with resumes, um, it's not so much just listing responsibilities anymore. It's showing accomplishments. So gotcha. what what you've accomplished, adding numbers, adding percent increases, figures, uh, active, using active verbs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are good. Um, I, um, I've been finding these videos and clips on like Instagram, YouTube and stuff like that where people will give you resume tips, like what to include, what to do all this. And I, and somebody shared this hack, which is ingenious. It's like, if you have a gap in your work history and somebody asks you about it, just say, I signed an NDA. I can't talk about it. And I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. I'm like, that is That's such a, a great one. idea. Like if you were, you know, taking a vacation for a year or whatever, I mean, cause sometimes they look down on it. It just kind of depends. But if you're really just like, yeah, I signed an, an NDA. Like I thought that was such a good hack for anybody that, you know, was working on a resume. I thought that was really cool. I haven't heard that one. So, yeah, I would say with resumes, one thing is it's very um, subjective. You you know, Mm. it's it's a lot depends on the person reading it and and what style they like. I think there's some very basic things that we could all agree upon. Um, You obviously want to have your make sure your contact information is on there. Yep. Make sure it's it's. a permanent email address. If you're a student, uh, a lot of times students will have an email address associated with their educational institution um, and and making sure that's updated to a permanent email address. Um, but another thing you can find too is that um, if you put your contact information only in the header, mm-hmm. sometimes when you're submitting those documents um, digitally, sometimes headers can be stripped out. So you might end up with a resume, okay. but not your contact information. So uh, kind of paying attention to that when you're formatting things. Um, another thing that you, it reminded me of something else um, was uh, key, when you were talking about keywords with a resume, kind of it goes mm-hmm. both ways. So employers can search by those keywords, but for job seekers, or anybody looking for a position, making sure you have the right keywords in your resume and you want to try to relate them to the position as much as you can, but you also need to make sure that you actually have those qual- qualifications. Yep. So yeah. don't overstuff with, you know, you see the word marketing or uh, communications or public relations or something like that, and you're going to build it in every every five uh, sentences. But uh, one thing that I think is particularly interesting, um, and this comes from a, a direction a few years back, was to take that whole job description put it into a word cloud software, um, mm-hmm. which they're, they're free online and have that come back at you. And you could really see the words that are bigger and bolder are the words that are really important to that employer and words that you should try to incorporate into your resume. Oh, that's clever. Okay. So yeah, my wife, Allie, she just had an internship. She works for the government and, um, her internship, she had to update her resume and everything. And we we talked with somebody that works with USA Jobs. And that's like one of the biggest government um, job board websites. And they were saying that their database pulls and it looks for the exact wordage that's listed on um, the job posting. And it tells you like, we're interested in people with this background. And it's like those, the verbiage right after that statement is what it's looking for. 
but you don't know that unless somebody like really tells you exactly that. So it's, it's funny how, you know, all these different job boards are like pulling for all that data and how they, you know, try to find the best candidate. So I think that's really cool. And um, you mentioned something, um, making sure your email's up to date, but also do you think it's important to have a professional email, like not uh, yes. you know, like a personal weird email? Definitely, definitely <laughs> a, a appropriate, an appropriate uh, email address, um, you know, depending on if you're a fan of, of this or that, yep. it could, it could turn some employers off. So, you know, sticking to that basic of, of your name, if you can. Now I'm, I'm not a good example of that. My last name is Johnson. So it's kind of hard. You have to add in a few numbers and letters there <laughs> usually to get a unique email address, but um, definitely having a unique email address that you will check um, uh, that that fits is is recommended. Um, another thing I would say is with your social media, uh, if mm. you are, it, it's very common now for people to put their social media links on their resume, especially for like LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn's usually not a problem because that's more of a professional networking, so you're not going to be posting crazy things on there. But if you, you know, if you are sharing your social media, your Facebook, your LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, making sure that they are either set to private if there's things on there you don't want people to see or um, cleaning them up a little bit. Yeah, that's a huge one that I felt like the last generation didn't have to worry about when it came to um, like, even when I was applying for jobs like that, that was really like really unheard of, like oh, we need to like update our Facebook and everything. But I feel like now it's becoming much more common. Like people think that, I don't know, their online life is private, even though it's set to public and your your employer is going to look for that because they want to see what your character is, what you've done and all that stuff. So that's very, very important. Right. And I, I think <laughs> it kind of works both ways in that employers will look, um, not everyone will, but not yeah. everyone will, but some, some will. Um, but also it gives a, a way for a job seeker or a candidate to get a peek into the, the employer as well. So they can mm-hmm. check out their social feeds, learn more about the company. You can tell a lot about an organization or a, a production company based on um, what people are sharing online. So it kind of works a little bit both ways. That's true. And the email thing was really good because when I ran for state office here in Florida, we had to come up, we had to like um, come up with business cards and all that stuff. And of course, our land grant college is the University of Florida. Well, I'm a Florida State fan and I'm like the minority in FFA. And my email was super underscore null. And my ag teacher was like, you need to come up with a new email. So I just made up a new, it was just trevor.williams004 at yahoo.com. So I was like, all right. I need to understand, like, that's my personal email, but this is my business email. But now, now did that's you not... just did you just give everyone your personal email so we can? No, no, I Well, you know, that's now I was going to say that's now my spam email. Oh. And I never checked <laughs> it. So I have a different Gmail account. So that's great. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how, like, you know, we all I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of people, we develop different emails and the, the spam email grows and grows. But I yes. haven't checked that super null one. And honestly, like 10 years and I don't even it's probably got like a million emails, but I'll never check it. <laughs> so do you have any like really cool success stories with people that used ag careers, maybe they weren't interested in careers in ag, but then they looked at the job board and they tried it out. Do you have any success stories? Yeah. I mean, I think we're, 
one thing that we're constantly hearing, and it's especially when we bring in uh, co-op or intern students, um, we try to reach beyond uh, agriculture and food majors and, and those maybe studying that uh, and and bring them in. And I think that's what we hear consistently from them is when they're mm. exposed to our job board and what we do, they're amazed at the variety of jobs that are on the site. And, you know, like like I mentioned earlier, the, the options for engineers, for IT, for uh, truck drivers, district sales managers, every, you know, every company needs sales representatives. They don't necessarily need um, to have a, a degree or education in agriculture and food or any type of continuing education. So I think that's um, an interesting part of it. We do have, um, uh, we've heard from job seekers that, uh, you know, they use agcruise.com specifically if they are looking and invested in the agriculture and food industry, that's their go-to place. Um, our site is for them to find opportunities in agriculture and food and, and search by their location. Um, we've also heard from uh, a job seekers where they've set up their account, put their resume into their account. And about 10 days later, they've received a call from uh, a potential employer uh, to talk to them about jobs. So I would say from the employer feedback, uh, Hiring, what we hear is the hiring, the quality and the skills of candidates re received through agcruise.com is, is top notch. Um, the majority of our users are working in agriculture or studying agriculture. So you have that built in passion for the industry and understanding of the industry. Uh, and then looking at kind of like what we do, there, there's big corporations out there, those general online job boards that... Mm -hmm. Every industry, every um, every company, every private organization, uh, public can post their jobs on. Um, but you know, think about investing your dollars, your recruitment dollars, with that with large corporations, or you can also invest directly into the agriculture and food industry. So that's what we are—a niche job board for the agriculture and food industry. Focused, we're focused and committed to agriculture and really spreading the word about the uh, variety of careers in the agriculture and food industry and trying to bring more people and the right talented people into the industry. That's awesome. And I, I love that you guys are focused on that, obviously, because I, I think that more people should get involved with agriculture careers, whether it's directly or working in the food industry, ag industry and stuff like that. Um, and speaking of that, has there been, have you noticed any like trends of working from home opportunities like post the pandemic? Like, is that something that's obviously also reflected in the ag industry? Yes, definitely. Uh, so I can tell you last year and so far this year, the number one search term on our site is remote. Okay, so wow. People okay. are looking for remote jobs and we have seen a huge increase. We obviously saw a huge increase during COVID of remote and work from home opportunities posted on our site. Uh, but that surprisingly has just continued to grow. So hmm. every year, you know, from from 2020 on, there continue to be more and more positions in remote uh, work from home opportunities. Do you think that's here to stay? Do you think that'll be here for the next, I don't know, next decade or so? 
I, I, I definitely think so. Uh, there are always going to be certain positions that it just doesn't work for. And we yeah. see that a lot, you know, with production agriculture or manufacturing facilities, it just doesn't work. Um, but then there, there are roles, uh, like the, the top type of position that's posted on agcurs.com are sales, sales positions. Mm. And those, uh, quite often are the most frequent that can work remotely or work from home. Um, and then, I think since the pandemic, you've also seen organizations realize that some of the other roles um, can really work from anywhere, marketing, mm -hmm. some of the accounting positions. Uh, and I think that's here to stay for the most part. And we hear um, from job seekers too, um, beyond money, flexibility is the most important thing to them. So um, now they separate flexibility off from remote work, but remote work is not far behind and can be part of that flexibility strategy. So I think there, there's definitely been a, a change in kind of what employees are looking for and employers have kind of adjusted what their hiring methods are based on that. Gotcha. Okay. That, that's, that's good that, you know, flexibility and remote work has kind of stayed constant post the pandemic because i feel like before then ever like we we switched we saw that we could still work from home and then people were either like i don't know once the pandemic was quote unquote over either directly back to work or we kept um working remotely which this is a really funny but i thought it was interesting zoom the company they required all their employees to go back and i'm like but you guys like revolutionized yeah. teleworking and they should be using their software I know, right? Like, just keep using your software the way you're telling us all to yep. use it. I think that's great free marketing. But they're like, nope, we want you all to come back so that our <laughs> product can help people telework. I thought I thought that was interesting. <laughs> and there's a lot of statistics out there. I don't have them right in front of me. But of of the number of people who said, if, if I'm required to go back into the office, uh, they said, we're, we're, I'm going to look elsewhere. So yeah. there's always that risk, uh, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, it's it's so weird how it's like changed the job market. I mean, a lot of people want flexibility now because we saw that. We're like, I don't want to give that up. Let's keep that flexibility. Let's keep remote working. Right. I think before the pandemic, there was always this fear and there still can be in certain circumstances where um, this lack of trust of employees and mm. are they really going to get their job done? Um, what are they doing? You know, all that time. And I think through the pandemic, we saw that um most most people could be really really effective and and get the job done for the most part um, remotely in many circumstances. So I think there's you know there's that data now to to back it up. It's not it's definitely not for everyone. So the, I mean oh, there's yeah, there's people who don't like it and like I talked about there's certain jobs where it just doesn't work. But um, looking for other ways to maintain flexibility is is important to kind of stay competitive in today's job market. Yeah. It's funny how it's gotten, it's gone to a huge, um, like if, if you offer it, it's going to make you much more marketable as a company to offer that to people. Cause my wife and I, we telework about half the week and our dog Sadie loves it. Like we're home with her and she loves it. And then sometimes we take her into the office. So it's good. It, it's a great perk to have, especially. Um, and so I've noticed on your, on y'all's website also, there is an ag warriors program. So what is that program all about? Yeah, so Ag Warriors, uh, really it's a way for us to open up the door for connections for employment and career opportunities in agriculture for uh, military professionals and veterans. So it's a way for them to find 
encourage them to find their calling in the agricultural industry and, and also a way for um, ag employers to, uh, for us to encourage them to see the value of hiring a veteran and what they can bring. Mm-hmm. Uh, ag warriors, uh, like I said, job seekers, it's free for job seekers to use our site at any time. Um, but for ag warriors, military veterans, uh, they can, when they're setting up their account, they can identify their status as an ag warrior or a veteran. Uh, and uploading their resume. And then employers uh, in turn can also search and show their support for military veterans um, by searching for those candidates that have signified that they're ag warriors in the program. Cool. Now, do you see a bunch of companies, like maybe there's one or two companies that are really looking for um, former veterans more so than other companies? Like I'm thinking of a past guest I had on the show, um, Casey Cattle Company. They were founded by a veteran. They're veteran owned and operated. So Mm -hmm. Do you kind of see that? Uh, I, I would say there's definitely uh, organizations that have that as one of their their strategies in recruiting. Mm-hmm. And they see the value in um, the determination and, and kind of the, the training that they've received in the military and then learning about how that training can transfer to the, um, the work world. And I think it's, Oftentimes it's um, organizations where maybe uh, someone on their team has experience, military experience, or they've had some training to know um, what some of the military terminology means and how those Mm. skills can be turned into um, managerial skills or uh, mechanical skills or business analytics skills in, in the typical civilian workforce. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sure that transition is, is really huge. I mean, um, going from military life to civilian life and military career to civilian career. I'm sure that's a huge, um, a huge like transition period. So that's good that those programs are there. Um, so y'all have got at the Ag Warriors program, you've got career profiles, educational profiles. What other tools do you have available for both job seekers and job posters? Yeah. So for employers, um, um, what employers or anybody posting a job, I think one of our our great products that we have and that's so important right now is our uh, CBR, which is our Compensation Benchmark Review. Mm. Um, That is a salary survey. And uh, we know now from our research that uh, salary and pay is the number one thing that's going to make someone jump to a new new opportunity or try, try a new job. Um, so employers need to ensure that they are paying uh, a competitive wage to both retain, keep the employees that they have, or to bring new employees in. So that salary benchmarking tool, what it allows employers to do is look at um, an, a pay range for uh, the role they're hiring in. It, they can look at all roles. They can look at a particular role. Say you wanted, you're hiring a sales manager Uh, In Missouri, in central Missouri, you can look specific to that and get a a pay range of what will Mm -hmm. be competitive for that type of role. Um, And that's one of the things I would say that's really important now for employers to take a look at to be competitive. Um, There are lots of salary surveys out there. You can go, you know, online and search salary, but those are very broad um, and can be, uh, they're definitely not specific to the industry. 
our compensation benchmark review is specific to the agriculture and food industry. So you're looking um, definitely at roles that are in in feed, in animal health, in um, uh, equipment manufacturing, and getting specific on those, the pay that's required for those roles and the um, by location, uh, et cetera. That's awesome. I, I feel like that's a that's, a, I don't know, a sticking point sometimes for some like job seekers, like if they don't want to apply for something, if they can't find out what the salary is, like what, not only what it is, but what the potential is there. Yes. And I guess, I guess kind of going off of that, do you have any advice for how, um, whether you're a job seeker or you're currently employed, like how do you communicate that salary with your current employer? Cause I know there's so many people that are like, you know, I want to get a raise, but there's you've got to go about it in a certain like appropriate way. So do you have any advice for that? Yeah, I, uh, I would say uh, for employers, mm-hmm. uh, from the employer perspective, it's important to uh, be upfront and share that salary. Uh, we really recommend sharing it on the job posting, being upfront with it. So okay. this is maybe going a little bit, Uh, a different way than you had asked initially, but we know that um, uh, jobs do better on our site and get more applicants and more views um, if there's a salary posted on the, on Mm. the position. So if it's not a specific salary, a range is second best. Um, And then if it's, if it's not that um, at the very least mentioning competitive, um, in the salary field. We know that people talk more now about their salaries. So even amongst current current employees, people mm-hmm. are going to talk. So there's a lot more emphasis on pay transparency. There's some states that have um, regulated and mandated pay transparency. Uh, and especially they've mandated it to be on some job postings where it has to be if you're posting a job in a particular state, you need to have a salary on that job. So that kind of opens up a whole um, interesting dynamic of your current employees can see it, uh, your potential employees can see it, and how is it communicated? I mean, that that can be great for um, candidates and employees because they they can see what, what other people are being paid. They can see the range. Um, they can know what, what they should be paid. Um, but it also is it it can be beneficial too for ensuring that people are paid equitably. So yeah, there can that's be good, good things idea. that come from that. <laughs> so what you're saying is if you want good results for your job posting, have the salary and have remote work possible. <laughs> I would <laughs> say would yes. <laughs> those are the those are the two things uh, we did uh, last year. We did a benefits survey. Um, we did we asked agriculture and food employers, what they were offering in terms of benefits. And then on the flip side, we also surveyed ag and food employees and job seekers and asked them, what do you really want? Um, mm-hmm. And what are you looking for? And, you know, you know, like I mentioned earlier, pay was number one. They want competitive pay um, and flexibility was number two. So mm, okay. that's really the top two, top two things that employers need to be conscious of right now. And I would say generally that employees are looking for. That's handy. Those surveys sound like they've given you guys a, a lot of really good data that is 
therefore also helping the the job posters and the job lookers. So that's really good. Yeah. And it's, it's data specific to agriculture and food. So which you really can't find elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so all, all of what we do is specific to that. We do have a, a yearly HR review, we call it, um, which is a, a survey of employers in the agriculture and food industry it looks at a whole host of topics related to human resources. So uh, turnover, um, incentive plans, uh, bonus structure, that information is all available on agcareers.com and anyone can download that for free. So if you just go to agcareers.com and go to market research, mm. that report is available and we have several other reports that are available. You can also download that benefits uh, information that I, I mentioned too about flexibility and compensation and those type of things. Um we also have a yearly job report that looks at what type of jobs are posted on our site, what type of uh, what are the applicants are looking like. Um, there's some great information in there about um, the rise in remote job mm, postings okay. and then what type of jobs are most often related to remote work. Gotcha. Yeah, you guys have got a lot of features. I would say more features than a lot of job boards out there, especially um, and especially cool that you guys are focused on ag. And and again, I know this is simple, but I love how simple your your name is, agcareers.com. Perfect marketing for the customer. Exactly. I I I love like very efficient um, website names. So right. I love. It. I think you guys makes, hit the nail on the head on that. It makes sense. And I, I think before when you asked, I didn't really touch on the job from the job seeker perspective in terms of what we offer. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, like I said a couple of times, it's all free for the job seeker. So they can go in and set up account. They can apply to jobs without having a job seeker account. But if they set up a job seeker account, they're able to track their applications uh, they can save jobs. You know, if you think about it, oftentimes, if you're looking for a position, right when you find a position, you're not going to apply for it right then and there. So mm-hmm. saving that position to come back later and apply to can upload your resume to the database like we we also talked about. So employers can find you. Um, there, there's a lot of different things that can be done from that perspective. Also, job seekers, when they come to our site, they can set up a job alert so you can get alerts via text or email uh, when something new is added to the site that fits what you're looking for in terms of employment. Nice. That's handy. So you don't have to, I mean, be checking it 24 seven, you can get those right. updates and like, Hey, right. I need to go apply for this right now. <laughs> Let us do do a little bit of the work for you. There you go. That's perfect. Well, well Bonnie, this has been awesome. Um, if people obviously want to learn more, go to agcareers.com. Do you have any other advice or any other links they should check out? No, agcareers.com and everything will filter from there. Uh, I encourage you to uh, just check it out. You can do a simple keyword search. Uh, You can go to an advanced search if you're just curious about what type of roles are out there. Search by remote work, search by a particular industry type or career type um, and and search what is out there. If you're an employer, check out our employer drop down menu and, and our services that we offer. We do also have a weekly e-newsletter that goes out every Wednesday uh, right on our homepage. You can sign up for that newsletter. And that comes out every week with uh, a helpful article, career advice, and then uh, featured jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that also ties back into, too, if you're new uh, in maybe starting off your search or you haven't been searching for a while, 
or need some tips on, on managing employees, we have two content libraries on our site. So there is a, an employer resource library. Uh, it has a lot of helpful tips for employers as they're managing and recruiting. Uh, and then we also have a career success library, which is great for students or anyone on their career journey, anybody who's looking for professional development opportunities. It outlines um, resume tips, interview tips, um, and it's all framed in that lens of the agriculture and food industry. That's awesome. You guys are doing a great job kind of helping the agriculture industry grow, people looking for jobs, employers trying to get some good employees. So that's awesome. We'll link all that below in the description. But thanks so much, Bonnie, for telling us about agcareers.com and chatting and helping us learn a little bit more about resume building and all that good stuff. So thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for your time, Trevor. Thanks again to Monty for coming on the show and thank you for listening. To learn more about agcareers.com, of course, go to agcareers.com and see all of their job boards, all the job postings they have. And if you want to listen to more Farm Traveler episodes, listen to more episodes on whatever app you're listening to. And of course, check out thefarmtraveler.com and Farm Traveler over on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.